But the way that I define a side hustle is it is a business that you could see in the future. You take your passion and you align it with purpose. And then you come up with something that you're really excited about making an impact in the world. Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the My Future Business Show. My name's Rick Nusky, I'm your host. As always, thank you so very much for your support. I've been reading through your feedback, and you know what? It makes all the difference for me knowing that this show is making a difference for you. Now, speaking about making a difference on today's show, I have the pleasure of welcoming entrepreneur and side hustle specialist, Becky Shuk-Watzka, and we're gonna be talking about how to access your best life and find reliable side hustles that work for you. How are you, Becky? Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. I'm doing great. How about yes. you? Oh, look, as I mentioned earlier, I've got two feet in a heartbeat. Can't really complain too much. Now, <laughs> now Becky, uh, we, we explore so many different elements uh, of your life and your business. Um, but one of the first things that stuck out for me is um, for everybody to know that it's your mission to facilitate future entrepreneurs in identifying a side hustle that fits their skills and allows them to access their best life in order to provide something of value in the communities that they serve. Now, there is a, a lot to unpack there. So let's start with you first. Where are you calling in from today? I am calling in from Colorado. Oh, beautiful. Now, what's the weather doing over there at the moment? Well, right now it, it's a little bit um, dreary and there's some wind. So it's, you know, been off and on rain today. Okay, fair enough. Now, has that been your home forever or? No, no, I've only been here for about eight years. And prior to that, I was um, California raised. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So what's inspired you to move? Well, I had a sister out here and um, the um, nieces and nephews, want, we wanted them to grow up together. And so we decided to move out here. Uh, they didn't stay very long, though. They only stayed another two <laughs> years, I think. <laughs> but we knew we were cautious when we moved out here to make sure that this would be a place we would like to live. Yes, so. fan fantastic. Now, what are what are the some of the landmarks that you really enjoy uh, in Colorado? You know, I'm I'm sort of a city girl, so I really do like to go to Denver, and we like to see a lot of the different things that are going on in Denver. Um, when we first moved here, we did do quite a bit of hiking because, as you know, there's lots of mountains here. But um, but I I spend a lot of my time heading towards Denver and going to different events there. I'd like to say thank you per, for you sending your bio through because it was a wonderful insight into today's call. So thank you very much for that. And in part of that, I know that you love travel. Tell us a little bit about your travel. Oh, yes, I do love travel. Um, <laughs> I right, <laughs> right out of um, college, um, you know, I started to do international travel right away because I wanted to see the world. And so started in Europe and of course, you know, made sure I hit Canada and Mexico, lots of places in the United States. Um, eventually was able to branch out into Asia because my kids are adopted. And so we were able to hit China and Vietnam. And we have um, uh, an up upcoming Mediterranean cruise with oh. my senior who is in high school. That will be her senior celebration. So Fantastic. just love travel. Now, do you like movies at all? 
I do like movies. Okay, what sort of movies do you enjoy? I love a, I love a good movie. Yeah, you know, funny enough, I really like um, I like more the forensic science yeah, yes, and yes. Um, military movies. Like I like oh. my favorites are Blacklist, um, the SEAL Team, the Navy SEAL Team. Yes. So ones like that. My um, my senior is also she's studying to be in forensic science. So I think we just I guess we just like that. There's a there's an interesting take on war and war history, isn't there? Because I, I hate war, I hate the idea of it, but it's fascinating to look at the, I guess, the past technology, the strategy, and all of the things that go into it. Is that what, what you like about it, do you think? You know, honestly, this is gonna sound kind of funny, but with my psychology background, um, what I tend to look at most, I think, is is the psychology behind it. Um, yeah. A lot around PTSD um, and watching what goes on there and how to analyze that and help people with PTSD stuff. Um, and just analyzing the psychology behind why people do what they do. So I, I think that's more what it is for me. Yeah, thank you very much. Now, I love music. I have a particular style of music that I enjoy. Do you get some time to listen to any music? And if so, what do you listen to? You know, I'm not, I'm not really a big music person. It's kind of interesting. You know, um, the kids have always had their, their headphones in and um, <laughs> once in a while, you know, I'll turn the radio on, but then they're like, well, that conflicts with my headphones. And <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I, you know, I'm not really big. If, if anything, it would be, you know, um, somewhat alternative music that's, you know, soft and just has a nice gentle tone to it. Do you, do you have pets in the family? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. We have um, we have a Senegal bird who is hilarious because um, she loves to over talk. That's I, I do my meetings in this room because if I'm downstairs, she will try to over talk me, which oh. is funny. Um, <laughs> we have a red footed tortoise, which oh. my mom has spoiled to death. It's so funny. I think the tortoise has this huge. Um, it actually was a tea cart at one time, but it's huge. And a whole area that's fenced in out back for the turtle to run around in, and she feeds it all sorts of food. And then we have two dogs. Um, one's a Yorkie, and then my personal dog is a Cavachon. Yeah, fantastic. They certainly keep you busy. Now, tell me a little about growing up. I'd like to, un, you know, wind back a little bit. I always do this because it gives a great insight into the person that you've become today. Tell us a little bit about what growing up was like for you. Yeah. Um. So. Really, um, I my childhood, the younger years were really, I was very introverted. So it was it was really hard for me in school because, you know, I didn't um, I didn't talk a lot and I didn't you know want to go outside. I loved reading books. I'd stay inside and say, "Can I just uh. read my book?" <laughs> so I'm I'm a speed reader. I read just all sorts of different things between fiction and self help books. And, um, but as I got older, my mom remarried and um, my stepdad at the time was very big on uh, us spending time as a family. He was an entrepreneur and my mom worked with him for 20 years side by side. They owned a landscape and trucking business. And so I grew up in an entrepreneurial mindset. So when I decided to go to college, I picked um, industrial organizational psychology because <laughs> I had loved watching the interaction of managers and employees and my parents and how it all worked together and trying to pull that apart. 
Yeah, absolutely love these stories. Now, I remember the first entrepreneurial experience that I had was washing cars. What was yours? Mine was, well, I, of course, it was working in the business um, some. I did some data entry and helping. My mom did the books, so helping her with some of the books. Um, my first, you know, real job, if you look outside the family, I actually worked in a, um, a ski shop. So it had, we sold skis and skateboards. Oh, very nice, very nice. Now, I, I always think about mentorship and um, reflecting my own childhood as I was growing up, you know, turning into the teenager, uh, the unruly one, might I add, <laughs> that, you know, I had a mentor in my life that I, he was a, a, a gentle, kind man, very skilled in what he did. Did you have a mentor in your life, somebody that you looked towards? Well, I would say that my first real mentor was, was during grad school when I um, was doing a lot of internships. Um, you know, that had the biggest impact on me understanding, I think, how to relate to the world. Um, early on, he taught me one really important value about don't ever back anyone into a corner because all they can do at that point is, you know, lash out at you. And so that was my entree into being a facilitator and learning to be neutral and learning to help other people come out of conflict as, um, you know, as whole as they could. And he was just incredible. He was very eclectic. He he would do paintings upside down. He had made um, these big carousel horses. Um, he introduced me to Landmark Education. And he just was, he just was really, I, I feel like today with my eclecticness, mm -hmm. it's a lot like what he did. I wanted, I want to explore everything, right? And that's how <laughs> he was. Thank you very much for sharing, Becky. Now, I know on there's a common theme of uh, freedom across your website. Now, with that in mind, I know you've been very successful at what you've done given the journey that we're about to talk about, but what does a daily routine look like for you? What's your day look like? Do you get up early and what happens from there onwards? That's a great question. Um, no two days are alike for me because I love variety. And with having multiple different types of side hustles that I not only help people with, but I also do so that I can model what the side hustle is, I am going from thing to thing to thing, right? And so a day could include um, doing uh, estate sale or eBay things, posting or doing auctions in vid on video. Um, it could include doing meetings with um, an alliance group that I have of local um, home service providers. Um, it could be doing, um, you know, like uh, silver um, sales, like introducing people to silver and how, why silver is good to collect at this time. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, it is a lot of meetings, um, you know, because it's always in, in any business, it's about connection, right? Yep. And so I do spend a lot of time connecting with people. You know, you, you seem like a very busy individual, but you also seem like somebody who would take care of themselves. How, how important is it for you to walk away from the business for a moment, spend time with the family and just take a breath? Now it's really important. Um, I used to be a workaholic, um, you know, and, and earning money to go to China and Vietnam was really expensive. And so for the longest time I worked, you know, I worked a corporate job, I did consulting, I taught at the university. And so now as my kids are in their, you know, last final phase of high school, I've made a conscious effort, you know, like somebody, there was one thing and I said, you know, no, that would just overflow too much. And this is my daughter's last year here before she goes off to the military. So wow. 
I'm not over committing. Like, and I spend that time in the morning now, um, you know, doing reading, drinking my mocha tonics, um, and I do um, exercise in the evening. And so I really try to kind of bookend my day so that I've, you know, I've got the, the ease going on there. And yes, I may be busy in the day, but I also, you know, if the kids need me, I, um, you know, I'll fit it in. Like my, my youngest, she'll say, mom, what time do you have available today? And then I, I'll say, okay, well, we could do something at five. What do you think about that? And <laughs> that's just kind of how it works around here because my schedule's never consistent. Thank you very much for sharing again, Becky. I love this insight. I think it gives a great context to the call, especially how it's going to unfold in a moment. But, you know, going away from the family soon, off to the military, things are about to change pretty significantly. And I think of one question then, if that be the case, what makes life worthwhile for you? What's the focus right now for you? Um, well, I think, um, I think I am still very in the heart of my career and really wanting to make a difference and make an impact on people. Mm -hmm. um, I was thinking about that last night in the, in the various things that I've done. Um, I was a divorce mediator for quite a few years, and I, I think about how many divorces I saved from going to court and, be, and you know, going down that nasty, um, divisive route. Um, I was thinking about, you know, working in corporations and how people would come back to me and say, wow, you taught me the facilitator skills that I still use to this day that make a difference in my life. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, and, um, and I think just my now where I'm going now about really helping people find the passion work that they want. Um, you know, I, I am also in a phase, I think, where I am taking care of the kids. I've got an aging mother. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've got my husband to support on things. Um, so there is, there is that time that I set aside to focus on, you know, the generational needs of the household. So tell us uh, the importance of your family, your husband and your children to you. Did, have you learned anything about yourself and your business and how you operate through them? <laughs> I know I have. <laughs> I'm trying, yeah, I know. I'm trying to think which way it goes though, right? Like I, I was really funny about bringing in a lot of my business skills into the family. When the girls were younger, we would do a lot of a meet meetings with agendas, you know, mm -hmm. like family meetings and, yeah, yeah. you know, have everyone speak up about how they were feeling. And, um, and communication, right? Like being able to say, you know, you can talk to me about anything. And yeah. um, when my oldest, she was sometimes into drama when she was younger, I would actually sit down and mediate between her friends because that taught her how to communicate better. And she's an incredible communicator. I just love watching <laughs> her now. It's amazing. Yes, now you're doing fabulously well there i i would love to um ask you you've taken a chance on yourself you've believed in yourself you've had the mindset to step away from i guess an employee mindset how did that make you feel knowing that you were going into the unknown starting your own business because there's a lot of people on the call who are startups that haven't walked your path yet yeah um you know being an entrepreneurial is really just in my spirit um, so I'm thinking back to, you know, when that corporate um, transition was. And for me, the safest feeling was that I already had a consulting job lined up. And this is when I was opening the divorce mediation business. Um, I could then support that um, as I 
came from part-time to full-time and really grew that business big. So for me, I think that's why the side hustle is so important because people should have, they shouldn't just quit their job, right? They, they should feel secure that they have something lined up that they're good at and they're passionate about. And so when they step away, they feel solid. And that, and that was what it was for me was I had no fear or concern about stepping away because I knew it was in my spirit, but I also knew I had done the right preparation. You, you seem to have a lot of great ideas. Where do you get your best ideas from? Do they just come to you? Do you research other people and what they're doing? How does it come about for you? Well, I think it's, it is a, it's a long line of, you know, but, but by the education that I did and then going into government and corporate and working with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. I mean, I could be working with, you know, a narcissist executive at one point and, you know, and, a, and an employee who was just falling apart at another point, right? So I got used to working at all levels and, um, you know, a CEO never, never scared me because I knew that that was my job was to facilitate CEOs interacting and making sure they were good, right? And um, as I evolved, I, I think at one time I didn't think I was creative. And, and now I know that I am. And I, and I look back on that and go, why did I think I was not creative? And I think because we have a certain perception of how creativity is, we don't see that you know strategy and being able to apply strategy to a business is a very creative process. Yes, it's, there's a lot of execution involved with it. And I think my balance that I find in my personality is that I'm pretty good, pretty good with the vision and strategy, but I also have this need for execution and follow through. I'm, I'm a really good follow through person. Right. So, um, so I just think that over time, and as I said, oh, I am a creative person, there, you know, people, when I sit down and work with them on their business and their startup, they're like, wow, where are these ideas coming from? And it's like, you know, my, my brain just makes lots of connections to what I've done, the past, the future, what I've read. It just, my brain is just really good at making a lot of connections that yep. become that creative thing. Yeah. Fantastic feedback. Thank you so much. Now I know that I have down days. Do you have down days? And if you do, what do you do to, I guess, bounce back from them and reset your mindset? That that's a great question. Yes, I do have down days. And I, I'll tell you the, the primary thing I do, and I just learned over time that this is, this is the best way to get me right into the flow of things. And it's going to sound really funny, but um, I post on eBay as part of my estate business. And because I'm such a conceptual person, if I get lost in that conceptual space, and that's what's probably getting me down, because it's always mindset, right? Yep. If I sit down and I post and get right down to the tangible, like I am touching things, I am measuring things, I am inputting them into the computer, I'm taking pictures of them, like you're so in the moment there that you can't be pulled back into that depression or pretty soon you're coming out of it going, I'm just in this tangible world. So I've always said that posting is sort of a therapeutic process for me in the sense that it can pull me out of things and get me right back in the moment. Yeah, fantastic feedback. Now, I know that you've had a number of businesses and I'd love for you to, I guess, touch on them very briefly leading up to your current lifestyle now.biz. Now, um, with that, as a psychology practitioner, I'm wondering um, what is the, I guess, the 
the prompt for people buying? What makes people buy, do you think? Oh, it's all in the relationship, all in the connection. You know, mm-hmm. I thought that um, for, for a couple years in there, I was having a hard time nailing down exactly what I wanted to do, which I had never had a problem with. Like I, I could do so many things and um, all psychology related, I was clear. Um, and so I thought, oh, my networks, they're just going to look at me and think, you're just, you're crazy. You can't figure out what you <laughs> want to do. But that's, that's not what happened. Because I had their trust if I did shift and do something different, they were just like, oh, well, we know you're good. So now I'll just refer everyone to you. So I just think it's it's all in the connection and the relationships that you've built. Yeah, that's the psychology of sales, isn't it? You've nailed it. You know, you can have all these tricks and tactics and funnels and bits and pieces, but at the end of the day, it's helpful people helping people, isn't it? Yes, that's it. Fantastic feedback again. Thank you so very much. Now, I know that you um, started um, your side hustle some time ago now. I think it's important for those who don't really understand what you do, if you could break down the business. Now, start off by sharing with us, Becky, what is a side hustle? Yeah, that's a great question. So the way that I define a side hustle is it is a not necessarily a career, but a business that you could see in the future. You take your passion and you align it with purpose. And then you come up with something that you're really excited about making an impact in the world. Now, it could be simple. It doesn't have to be huge and complex. I mean, there, you know, I, I, one of my side hustles is wine and just people having a glass of wine at the end of the day and, and just, you know, enjoying that, you know, final come down from the day, that makes an impact, right? Mm, So it's, it's just finding that passion and that purpose and marrying them together and, and then being able to make money doing that. Now, side hustle usually means you started out on the side, right? Again, going back to why I'm a big believer in that is because I've been there where you should start and build something and build it now before it's too late before another COVID hits or something Mm -hmm. like that right you're I'm a big believer in diversifying what you do as much as your investments and so you always have that with you so it it really is about starting it on the side being passionate about it testing it out quickly making sure that there's a market for it if it's not already an established business and um, or it, or doing a niche. So for example, for my estate sale business, when I came into Colorado, I did a lot of that market research. And I saw that the, you know, the high end uh, houses, you would say, they were taken care of, you know, and I saw a lot of resale businesses. There were just a lot, but the market that was missed was this mid-level market of people who were downsizing into smaller homes as they were aging. And so I said, ah, that's the niche market. That's where I need to put my time because it's that's where uh, you know that's where the service is most needed to develop. Does that make sense? Absolutely makes sense. Now I'd like to explore because there are so many different dimensions to this. Um, if you could if you could just share, is this for any age bracket? Can anybody start a side hustle? I know some no, some, pe- some people might think, hey, look, I am a bit past it. Is it too late? No. And that, and honestly, that's some of the best time to do it. Like you retire and you want something to do on the side to keep you alive because how important is that in retirement? That's the Mm. number one thing. Yeah. And keeping yourself alive by 
doing things that still have an impact, that still yeah, have you wake up every day excited and passionate. Now, just for clarity, um, side hustles doesn't necessarily mean affiliate marketing, but it can, can't it? Affiliate marketing is an example of that side hustle space, and it's taken mm. over quite a bit. Um, I find that, so I wouldn't call myself you know, an, a full affiliate marketer, but I'll tell you that a lot of my side hustles have an affiliate component with it. So if I do refer somebody, you know, I do get a little bit of a kickback from that. And I, right. I think it's, I think that's good. I think for once in our life now, people are getting paid for, you know, all the connections that they're making. It used to be you referred and you got a thank you, right? Yeah. Well, now you're referring and all those important connections that you've spent time building, you're getting rewarded for. You talked about transformation very early in the call. I'm wondering if you can just explain if you have a standard process that transform, say, a pain into a, uh, a pleasure, like uh, you fix a problem for somebody. Is If you could share, please, uh, Becky, what has to be done, not how to do it. Are there some steps that typically you follow? Yeah, definitely. And, and I have to say that most transformations are, are mindset driven and caused. So mm. I, you know, I am biased towards that, that we have to start with the mindset. Um, it's often, you know, let's figure out what's causing the pain and we need to assess then what we can do to address those pain points. And a lot of times it, there's such a perceptual issue about it. You know, um, in studying trauma, as an example, you'll find that, you know, one person may go through you know, a molestation and another will go through a very similar situation and the reactions are so very different. And oftentimes that might have to do with the parent or it might have to do with the support that they got after. And the pain level is completely different. And so my philosophy on it is, is that we need to figure out, you know, what the major triggers are that make you unhappy you know, that cause this pain. And we need to work with those triggers to reduce them. I don't think triggers ever go away. I think you have to manage them and you learn to manage them more quickly over time. And that's like even the down days you were talking about, the more quickly I can get myself out of a down day, I feel like I've been successful because I've managed internally in my mindset what's going on. So needs and trends shift almost daily. Um, how do you keep up with the, the changes in the marketplace and how do you know when it's a good time to, I guess, move on them? Yeah, that's a really great point. I, it's, it's research. It's looking at the market. It's figuring out what's going on, you know, every year, Googling a couple times a year, what are the trends that are coming up? Um, and I made, I made, I wouldn't say a mistake, a, more like an error a couple years back where um, I decided I wanted to do health and wellness and supplements. And the one thing I didn't realize was what a saturated market that was. And I then started to look at, okay, when I select my side hustles, I'm selecting side hustles on the fact that number one, there is an absolute need for it. And number two, it's not a saturated market. There's not a lot of I mean, there are just a plethora of health and wellness businesses everywhere, right? But something like Legal Shield doesn't have a lot of competition. So 
for me, I want, I want my clients to have some ease. I mean, they're already trying to learn to do a startup and build, right? So I want them to at least go in not having that competitive threat and edge sitting there all the yep, time. Yep. Where, yeah, they can take the time to learn, right? Yeah, absolutely. Does it take long to get traction for a new person from day dot? Yeah, I mean, it can. It Again, it all depends on where the person's mindset is and what their past is and, you know, how passionate they are. There's so many variables that go into it. I mean, what I'm doing as I'm assessing is I'm looking for those things right away. First, I'm very, I'm a very strength-based person, right? I'm very good yeah. at identifying where people's strengths are and helping to, um, to kind of hone in on that strength. And then I'm one that will fill in the gaps. So I'll look at the gaps and I'll say, okay, I'm going to fill in this gap. Watch me, observe me, you know, because that's, I think, how I got to that place where, oh, I am a creative person was I watched someone and said, I can do that too, right? And so filling in those gaps and modeling that behavior so that then eventually they can take those things on. But starting with their strengths and helping them expand those and, and that makes the success come quicker and then they feel like they can move forward quicker. See, there's a, a lot to be said about relationships. You touched on that earlier because obviously strong relationships um, generate trust. And because this is not a business that is transactional per se, it's more of relationship based. You must have some ongoing relationships with people. Would that be fair? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, even California going back, you know, um, 10 years, I still have strong relationships there as well. Yeah, great. So what's working for you right now? What's what's the spaces that, uh, you know, you would suggest looking at? Well, um, some of my favorites in terms of side hustles, um, I, I really do like Legal Shield. I think there is always a need for it. They have really expanded their services over time to support businesses better. And I think anybody can benefit from having some sort of legal advice. And there, I have this huge list of 101 reasons why to get Legal Shield. And a lot of it is about um, just simple things like what happens if your teenager gets a, a car ticket or what happens if somebody slips on your porch or right? Like things you just don't know no. are coming along. So I really like that one. The other one that I recently added in is credit repair because with what's going on in our world, I mean, credit repair was has just has always been important, but with inflation and COVID and just a lot of people have been impacted by having to not be able to pay certain things. So credit repair, I think, is a really important one. Um, I'll always fall back on estate sales as important because we're, there's two things that are happening here. Um, we have a big population now, like kind of the middle of the baby boomers who are all turning 65 and plus. So we've got about 10 years before we hit this sort of, I wouldn't say necessarily a crisis, but it could be if we don't handle it well, where yeah. we have a lot of seniors. And what are seniors going to do with all of their stuff when they downsize? And I'm also looking at um, senior planning and adding that in eventually too, because I think we're going to have a big need for trying to help people get placed in uh, in um, facilities. And this could just even be, again, downsizing from your home to a senior place where you have a lot of fun still. But there's going to be a real need for that. Um, and then healthcare is another one. Um, mm -hmm. I offer a side hustle where we do, we um, 
sell alternative health care. I tried the insurance industry for a while, and that just with my level of creativity was just a little too regulated for me. <laughs> and so I was really happy to find something in the healthcare space that has a lot of good structure and stuff, but it, it's really going to help a lot of people save a lot of money. Um, and then I really like the silver and the gold service because, you know, silver is the one constant that we have in our financial economy. You know, stocks may go up and down wildly and, um, you know, the real estate goes up and down wildly, but silver and gold, they don't move as, they don't move as fiercely as some of the other things going on. And it's tangible. You can always hold on to it yeah, and yeah. you can pass it on. There's so much you can do with it that I just think part of your financial portfolio should have some real gold and silver in it. So those Absolutely. are my, those are the ones I would say are probably my, um, my favorites in terms of staples that people could really do well at. See, what I love about you, Becky, is that you've spent the time to do the research and in the research comes truth and with truth comes trust. So there's that knock on effect for all the good work that you're doing. Now, I'm wondering, have you documented any of this? Can people buy any books from you or guides? Do you have anything like that? That's yeah, that's funny. So the uh, I did publish a book. It was called The Good Divorce. Um, so my process for helping people through a good divorce is documented. That's the one place that I, you know, I did a lot of work. Um, on my blog is where you'll find a lot of outlines around the importance of designing um, mission statements and vision statements. And I know people hear that and they're like, but yeah, I'll tell okay. you, I have a process that really helps people get to their mission quickly and, and their vision. And it can change the direction of where you're going if you're clear on it. Right. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of stuff on my blog that helps people in terms of um, not only um, looking at types of side hustles, but also how to design and start up a business. Yeah, fantastic. This, you know, the time is just flying by. There's just so much we could talk about now. I think one of the most important things, two, two uh, important things, Becky, is uh, where are people going to find you should they want to work with you? And when they do find you and connect with you, what's the process? What's the onboarding uh, process look like for them? Yeah. So my website is lifestylenow.biz, which is B-I-Z, and I, and I liked that extension because um, I just am so business oriented. Of course. Um, and a lot of my um, offshoot um, side hustles have the now in it because I'm really big on, you know, starting in the present and, and really, really living into the future so that what you want is already happening in the present. You're being that person that you want to be, right? Yep. So, um, so going to that website, you can get access to my side hustle guide. It's free. You can jump on and get that. Um, you can get in contact with me. Um, I'm also a big believer in doing um, initial consultations that don't cost anything because I think that whoever you work with has to be the person who's going to connect with you. So Absolutely. for example, with um, divorce mediation, it's always, it's always, let's sit down. I'll sit down with you as a couple and we'll see if we're a match. Like I'm not assuming that going in, it's gonna be a perfect fit. I want it to be a match on both sides. So Absolutely. that's really, yeah, that's where we start is really with a free consultation. 
Well, look, everybody, If uh, again, if you're on this call today and this is uh, something that's of interest to you, you want to start that side hustle to boost that income reliably, should I say, and you want to connect with somebody who you can trust, who knows the ropes, who's walked the path before you, Becky is certainly that person. If you want to connect with her, I'll be making sure that the link to lifestylenow.biz is available below this post. No matter where you see this call, you will find the links back to Becky and all of her wonderful work. And with that being said, Becky, fantastic call. Thank you so very much for joining me on the show today. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, share us with your friends and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. And if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business, then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop.